Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are really happy with the way our fall fundraiser is going so far, and we are really grateful to those of you who have made it a success, those of you who have joined for the first time or renewed your memberships. We want to make sure that we thank you over and over for doing that. And today is a really important day in our fundraiser as well. We've got a $10,000 match today. Uh, for the money that you give to WDET. So be sure to go to WDET.org and become a member for the first time or renew your membership here for WDET. All right, up first today, last week, a group of prominent Republicans and independents from Michigan publicly endorsed Democrat Gretchen Whitmer for governor. The group includes a former Republican member of Congress, as well as top-level officials in the Republican administrations of Rick Snyder, John Engler, and Bill Milliken, all three of the most recent Republican governors dating back to the 1970s here in Michigan. They all seem to have their own different reasons for backing Whitmer over Republican nominee Bill Schuette. So Detroit Today producer Jake Neer reached out to some of these members to dig into those reasons. We'll hear two of those interviews, starting with former Republican Congressman Joe Schwartz, who now identifies as an independent. He tells Jake that he can't support GOP candidates who cozy up to President Trump. I've always been a moderate, uh, not far right or far left, either one. I mean, I felt I was pretty much right down the middle. And uh, I felt that uh, from the standpoint of uh, this gubernatorial election, we needed someone who was a moderate, uh, who had a record of being able to work both the Republican and Democratic parties, and had a, had a legislative record that uh, that shows that she is able to work uh, with both sides. And to me, that was a, a very, very important thing. And, and uh, that uh, certainly was one of the things that convinced me to uh, support Gretchen. I've known Gretchen ever since she was first elected to the, uh, to the legislature and uh, felt that she did a very good job in her 14 years in the legislature. And... Uh, you know, she's a, she's a Michigan girl, born and raised in East Lansing, and a Michigan State grad. Uh, as a U of M guy, I guess I can I can deal with that. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I think she would do a very good job, and she would work very, very well, not only with the Democrats, but also with the Republicans. And that, that was the thing that uh, uh, convinced me that uh, supporting Gretchen was the right thing to do. So you just listed uh, a number of, of credentials for, for Gretchen Whitmer, but... I would assume that you uh, would say that you did not see those things in Bill Schuette in that case. I, I, Bill Schuette's a friend, and I, I hope he'll remain a friend after the election, whether he wins or loses. Uh, he's a good fellow. He, I served with him for eight years in the Michigan Senate. His, his eight years in the Senate were eight of my 16 years in the Senate. Uh, but quite frankly, I, I think that the Republican Party, and it's not only in Michigan, but nationally in many ways, has gone a little bit too far to the right. Uh, become uh, somewhat tribal, and uh, I, I don't I don't see the the appeal uh, to the great middle uh, that I feel a, a good and a constructive party should have, and so I, I'm not doing this as a protest against Bill Schuette because uh, Bill Schuette is a good and decent person. Uh, I'm just doing it because I think Gretchen uh, will better represent. Uh, what we really need in Michigan, and better represent the great majority of Michiganders. 
Talk about the the coalition itself. I mean, you've got people who are former top-level officials with the Snyder administration, top-level officials with the Engler administration, some going back to the Milliken era. Um, Talk about who these people are and what they sort of represent in this political climate. Well, I think they represent uh, an yeah, interesting group, isn't it? But I, I, uh, I, I think they re- they represent uh, the great middle. Uh, they represent people who have been previously very active in Republican politics. And th- these were basically uh, uh, mainstream Republicans for many, many years, uh, and I think they made their decisions based on many of the same criteria that I made my decision on. Is that the the party itself has maybe gone a bit too far to the right, and we really need someone uh, in the center, someone who's a moderate, someone who has the ability to work with both sides, but someone who can make tough decisions and someone who can promote issues that need to be promoted uh, in, a, in a bipartisan, bicameral way. The shooty camp right now is claiming that this is, for one thing, questioning whether or not anyone in this group is a true Republican or true conservative, but also uh, that the, this is in some way a retribution for investigations into the Flint water crisis, into the Na- the way that he's handled the Nasser situation at MSU, especially for the Angler folks. Uh, what's your response to those claims? Nonsense. <laughs> Very simple. Uh, nonsense. Uh, that's that, that's not the case, it, and I speak for myself. Uh, that simply is not the case. I'm, my decision to support Gretchen is based on what I feel are uh, the the facts on the ground in Michigan politics uh, right now. And I, I think if uh, if people tend to uh, remain hung up on the issues that you just mentioned, uh, that doesn't bode well uh, for anybody. Certainly not for the Republicans. Uh, and. Uh, they, they, they ought to get away from that, uh, and they should run a positive campaign and, and let the chips fall where they may. It seems like this is not an isolated story with this, this questioning of conservative credentials and Republican credentials. It seems like there's been a lot of that in many uh, areas of the election cycle, you know, locally and nationally, that uh, it seems like, uh, you know, portions of the party are willing to sort of throw others under the bus. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that, uh, specifically the, you know, lots of accusations, it seems like, uh, widespread of, of uh, if Republicans don't fall in line, they're, they're not true Republicans. Well, it's, you know, as long as I've been in politics, which is a long time now, uh, 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 childish and uh, irrational behavior uh, on the part of one party or another uh, uh, during an election is not unusual. Uh, if you get into a situation where you uh, stand up to uh, a group or stand up on some issues and say, this is the way I believe, it may not be the way you believe, but it's the way I believe, uh, uh, you're going you're gonna to catch some grief. Uh, you're going to catch some retribution. And, uh, and that, that's, that's part of the way it's played. And uh, uh, just live with it and uh, uh, don't let it catch you down. You can't. I look forward to a a, a hard-fought uh, you know, six more weeks in, in, in the campaign or so. Uh, uh, I hope both candidates will will accentuate the positive, uh, make people know what their programs would be were they elected governor, and and uh, forget uh, some of the nonsense uh, negative campaigning that uh, we see every two years in a 
in in elections for a statewide office uh, or national office, and uh, people are sick of the negative ads. They want to know what do I stand for, uh, why do you stand for that, and why do you think it's the the solution to some of our problems. If you do that and you let people know you're a problem solver uh, and not a spear thrower, uh, you're going to be a better candidate. That was former Congressman Joe Schwartz talking with Detroit Today producer Jake Neer about his reasons for joining the group of Republicans and independents for Gretchen Whitmer. Now we're going to hear Jake's conversation with another member of that group, Lansing attorney Richard McClellan. He served as an advisor to each of the last three Republican administrations and is an architect of Michigan's charter schools law. Jake asked him if he has ever publicly endorsed a Democrat in his life. I certainly can't remember endorsing a Democrat. I mean, I, I res- always respected Jim Blanchard. We went to college together, but he knew I couldn't support him. And so I never really have publicly. I've certainly voted for Democrats once in a while, but not, not often. So what is, what is it about Gretchen Whitmer in this race between Gretchen Whitmer and Bill Schuette that made you decide that this was the time to come out and publicly endorse a Democrat? Uh, well, for one thing, I'm 76 and nobody can get to me if they don't like it. The Republicans. I uh, I came to this conclusion because a I know Gretchen. She's a very smart lawyer. I knew that when she was a young associate at uh, Dickinson, right? I think um, I read some stuff and I said, "Well, this is a smart woman. Uh, she is from Lansing." I just felt she was she was good. And then uh, and then I began to have these big doubts about Bill Schuette, um on a number of issues and. I finally came to the conclusion that really I'd be more comfortable this election supporting Gretchen. Now, I'm in favor of the Republican candidates for attorney general and secretary of state, but for governor, I'm comfortable with uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Does this have anything to do with Bill Schuette's specific relationship with the Snyder administration, with the Flint water crisis, or with, um, you know, the way that he has uh, interacted with Governor Engler, now president of MSU, in in that prosecution regarding the Nasser scandal? I do think as attorney general, uh, unlike somebody like Frank Kelly, uh, his uh, interactions with Governor Snyder have not been helpful to Michigan. And, and I've been a big... Uh, Snyder supporter. Uh, and so that was one part of it. The Flint issue, I have been a pretty vocal opponent of what I consider over-criminalization of things that go on in government. I mean, uh, Nick Lyon has 14,000 employees in his department, yet he's being prosecuted for a failure to make a decision. I've worked in government for over 40 years, and uh, people make mistakes. They make stupid mistakes, but you don't uh, go out and prosecute them. And I think what he has done is had a very chilling effect on a lot of government people. And I think it will, you know, stick with him if he uh, happens to win for governor. Uh, talk about this group uh, that's part of this coalition. I mean, you have independents like uh, former Republican Congressman Joe Schwartz, who's now uh, identifies as an independent. You, Of course, you have people who, uh, like you, served under Republican governors in the past and others who are, uh, you know, self-identified Republicans still to this day. Um, you know, talk about who these people are and why you think as a group uh, you're coming together in this moment. 
we're, we're coming together to help elect Gretchen because for each of us, we may have a different reason. I will tell you that um, I kind of look at that group, and most of them are serious policy people. Um, they are, uh, and, and I think most of I, I, I tell you with Jim Have, uh, Haveman, Joe Schwartz, Vivian Carpenter, and I all have some concerns about issues uh, more than we do his style and his uh, what what shoot he is doing. And so we've come to believe that we could have an impact on at least. And let me put it this way: I don't want to quote them. Um, the best thing I can do for Michigan is to help Gretchen Whitmer see some of these issues that she will have to deal with, but in a way that that develops a much broader uh, consensus of support. For example, her clean water initiative. And uh, I think the state has been too much polarized in the legislature. And so I think she can has has indicated that that's what she intends to do, and I, I think it's a good idea. I would say, other than try to guess, if you look at that list of people, uh, there are people that are serious about policies in the state. Do you sort of sense that part of this is <laughs> an inevitability of the so-called blue wave? I mean, uh, do, you, do you think that there are some people even saying that not only may it be inevitable that the Democrats will get the state house this year, but also there's a path to them even getting back control of the state Senate, although, you know, that being uh, an unlikely scenario. But uh, it seems like the mood keeps shifting toward, uh, you know, sort of a, a feeling that this blue wave is, is real. Uh, if you're side is on the wrong side of that tsunami, you're going to lose a lot of races you didn't think you would. Uh, I think, for example, Mike Bishop, my congressman, uh, has a very strong opponent, and he might be the kind of person that unfortunately might come up short in November. So uh, this was not organized as part of encouraging a blue wave. In fact, I think most of us that are in this are for a number of people, are going to continue to vote Republican on other other things. So, uh, but the impact maybe to contribute to the uh, blue wave, and uh, and if Gretchen wins, it's going to be a, a significant sort of national thing. If Shooty wins, it'll be a victory for Trump. And uh, I'm not a Trump supporter. I, th- I think that's probably something that everyone that I saw on that list has in common as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a never-Trumper. I find some of those people irritating. But, uh, you know, uh, but uh, he's not my, he was not my candidate in the last election, and he won't be my candidate in a couple more years. Uh, really quick, uh, you know, there, there has the reaction from the shooty camp has basically been to question the folks in this uh, group, uh, their credentials as Republicans or as conservatives, and also to, to say that this is just the establishment pushing back against uh, someone who has gone after the establishment. I'm curious what your response is to that. Well, well if anybody says I'm not pretty conservative on a lot of issues, but doesn't have the see the emails and the and the crap I get from the education establishment and others. You know, I'm a, I, I'm known as being for school choice. I created the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. I 
a very conservative free market group. So I'm in the Federalist Society. So uh, bills, uh, uh, press people want to, you know, question my my history. It's pretty pretty solid that I've been a a conservative, but not a I'm not a Tea Party type conservative. I'm more of a uh, Federalist Society. That was retired Lansing attorney Richard McClellan speaking with Detroit Today producer Jake Neer. McClellan served as an advisor to the last three Republican administrations, and he is an architect of Michigan's charter schools law. He's now helping to lead a group called Republicans and Independents for Gretchen Whitmer. Now here to talk about why we're seeing these former high-level officials bailing on the GOP's choice for governor is Detroit Today producer Jake Near Jake, welcome to the studio. Hey, Stephen. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, Schwartz and McClellan. Uh, they have reasons in common for endorsing Whitmer, but they also have some different motivations. Explain that. Yeah, absolutely. So as you heard, Schwartz is, I think he's genuine there when he says, look, I'm an independent, I'm a moderate, I've always been a moderate. And of these two, who is running as the more moderate candidate? It's definitely Gretchen Whitmer. And I, you know, it seems pretty genuine to me. When I asked him about the idea that this is somehow a retribution for Flint water crisis or MSU or any of the investigations Shooty is putting into, um, you know, the the organizations that the last two Republican governors are now running, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he dismissed that. When I asked Richard McClellan that question, as you heard, he did not dismiss that. He actually seemed to uh, say that that's absolutely that's a what's huge going on, part right? of this. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's significant that, look, um, you know, again, Bill Schuette is investigating and, and prosecuting members of these organizations. And, um, and and for some people, and I think they all have different reasons, but for people like Richard McClellan, who <laughs> has never endorsed publicly a Democrat in his life, right. I think that has a big part to play in this. Yeah. Uh, we also have this this strange uh, relationship between Schuette and Snyder and Angler that represents some daylight among Republican <laughs> leaders that we don't normally see yes. on that side of the political spectrum. I mean, Democrats are much more known for this kind of infighting at mm-hmm. the top. Uh, this is the first time I can remember seeing it on the other side. Yeah, I think I've said this a bunch of times recently, but I'll say it again. There's a, an, There's an old saying in Michigan politics that if— you know, that that Democrats fall apart and Republicans fall in line. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this is the opposite playing mm-hmm. out here as mm-hmm. we as we see this, you know, going toward the November election. Uh, Republicans had a lot of problems coming right out of their convention and the primaries. And it doesn't seem like there's been much to bring the party together. Um, I will say that for this story, I think it's a double edged sword for both sides. Uh, honestly, I mean, I think that this sends a message, of course, about how some moderates feel about shooty and his cozying up to Trump and mm-hmm. his embracing of Trumpism. Um, but I think there's absolutely, you know, the, these are absolutely establishment state government types in this group. Uh, so Schuette's response about fighting the establishment, the swamp monsters, as Trump would call them, mm-hmm. uh, it seems to hold up here. And I'm also not sure about how hearing Richard McClellan uh, talk about how great Gretchen Whitmer is plays to progressives who maybe voted for Abdul El-Sayed yeah. in, the, in the primary. I mean, this guy is a very conservative person and has been very close with the last Republican administrations. Yeah. Uh, really quick before we break, will this make a difference in November? 
You know, I don't know how uh, a, f- a handful of, um, you know, again, people who are Republican um, insiders basically coming out against uh, Shooty is really going to play with most voters. Um, so I think it's yet to be seen. I don't think it's going to have a huge effect necessarily on people's votes. But it, again, I think this maybe signals more about where the party is headed going forward. Jake Neer, producer here on Detroit Today. Great work on this story, and thanks for coming into the studio. Thank you, Stephen. All right, up next, it's Opposite Monday, and we're going to hear from Plymouth Township Supervisor and former Republican state lawmaker Kurt Heise about the latest state and national political news. Also, don't forget, if you have to miss any of today's conversation, you don't have to miss out entirely. Go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you're ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It is Monday, what we call Opposite Day, sometimes around here at Detroit Today. And that's when we try to invite someone into the studio who sees things a little differently than I do and maybe sits across the political spectrum from me. This week, cast in that role is Kurt Heise. He is a Plymouth Township supervisor and a former Republican state lawmaker, was also a candidate for Congress in the 11th Congressional District this year. Kurt, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's good to see you here. Um, All right, so we just heard from a couple members of this new group of Republicans and independents who are running away from Bill Schuette, who is the Republican nominee for governor, and endorsing Gretchen Whitmer. You had your own problems and quarrels and disagreements with uh, Bill Schuette when you were in the legislature. He worked to undermine some of your criminal justice reform efforts uh, when you chaired that committee in the House. So tell me, though, how you view this group of Republicans who say, I just can't be for Bill Schuette and I am going to vote for a Democrat. Well, you know, there are still a lot of people don't believe this, but there are still a lot of moderate and even liberal Republicans uh, in the Republican Party. You don't hear from them all the time. They don't make a lot of noise at conventions because they're usually drowned out if they show up at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, you and have-, have a hard time winning office right now is, is I think, the way people, people would describe it. Uh, sure. The, oh. Most of your office holders... Uh, these days, uh, because of the way, uh, particularly in Congress, I guess is what I'm thinking, yeah. because of the way the districts are drawn, it's real hard for for moderate Republicans to win. Yeah, I mean, the, certainly the pendulum swings back and forth. Uh, some some Republicans would say that Rick Snyder is a is a moderate or even a liberal on certain things, uh, but this group that's been organized uh, of Republicans for Whitmer, it, it is sort of a a, a mix of. Uh, of moderates, liberals, and I do think, even though I, I, I did hear your, uh, your report, I do think that you have some former uh, or current uh, Snyder department heads and aides mm-hmm. who frankly are bitter about the fact that Schuette has uh, criminalized uh, the, the Flint water crisis and, and criminally prosecuted some of the Angler, I'm sorry, some of the Snyder mm-hmm. uh, department heads and staff. And, and that, is, that does have a chilling effect. And whether you you know, think that uh, Flint was Snyder's fault or not, uh, to criminalize and prosecute uh, department heads and and government employees for what may have just been 
or negligence or uh, sloppiness is not a uh, is not good public policy, and it does have a chilling effect on. You have to attract people to government. You have sure. to, you know, when you are a department head at the state level, uh, you're making a, a four to eight year commitment. You're quitting whatever you're doing, and typically people are not going to walk into that situation in the future if they think they're going to be uh, prosecuted. So, so I think the 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 pushback against that would be that in the Flint water crisis. Uh, first of all, the consequences were so much larger than almost any other uh, official-making decision, I guess, uh, official decision-making that, that, that I can remember. So that that's one thing. The other is this question of knowledge and forethought. In other words, people who understood what was going on, perhaps, and, and didn't react the way they could, and in some cases, that resulted in deaths. If you think of this Legionnaires outbreak uh, in in Flint, why shouldn't there be uh, at least a criminal inquiry into those kinds of things? I think there are other ways of uh, of investigating the matter. I think the legislature could have gotten involved to, to do investigations. Uh, there could have been a uh, an independent prosecutor uh, or or individual assigned to investigate the matter uh, in a non-criminal context. Uh, but I think, you know, getting back to the Republicans for Whitmer thing, I do think that in that situation, you do have some of those members of that group are are bitter that uh, that their colleagues were targeted by shooting. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what difference you think that might make in an election that, at least right now, doesn't look that close. I mean, the first polls that we've seen uh, for the governor's race in particular are, are, are very heavily favored towards uh, the Democrats. Uh, this year, last week on this segment, we had Matt Marsden, the former spokesperson for Republican state senator leader uh, uh, Mike Bishop when he was uh, still in the, in the legislature. And Matt said he thinks it's inevitable that Democrats will take back the state house and maybe that they'll take back the state Senate. The polls you know, are pointing that way. It's early. It's September. I, I I hate sort of trying to cast forward what the polls will look like even in a week. Uh, but Matt was pretty confident that there is something going on. I, I'm curious uh, what you're seeing from your seat. Well, I don't believe that the Senate will will flip. Uh, the House right now is probably a, a 50-50 yeah. uh, possibility. What's going to decide control of the state house is going to be districts like mine, the 20th House District, which is Plymouth, Northville, and Eastern Canton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a it's a um, so fiscally conservative, uh, but socially moderate uh, district. It's very pro education. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, very f- uh, frugal when it comes to government spending. They they want. To make sure that that the money is being spent wisely, uh, but I don't think that they are interested in so much the social issues as maybe outstate state reps might be. Yeah. That my district, you go up into Novi, you go into Western Oakland County, Northern Oakland County. If enough of those seats can flip, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, then then I think the state house may be in, in jeopardy. I do think, though, that that the Republicans will hold on to the house. It will not be the majority that it is now. It may be one or two seats. 
The Who Senate, knows? you mean? I'm so, no, I'm talking about the House. You think they'll hold on oh, to yeah. the House? Oh, yeah. No, I, I do. I still really? think they'll hold on to the House. I think it's going to be very narrow, and you never know. We may go back to the way it was in the early 90s there when we had a tie, mm-hmm. which was uh, very interesting. Yeah, no, I remember that. But I think the Senate will hold on. Uh, there's going to be a couple seats. I think uh, Marty Nolenberg may be in trouble. Uh, Laura Cox, who is running for the Colbeck seat where I live, mm-hmm. I think she's finding that she's got a much tougher race on her hands. Um, but a lot of that's being dictated at the top of the ticket. Uh, Whitmer is doing very well, polling very well among women, uh, especially highly educated uh, folks uh, like the, we have in my district mm-hmm. in the 20th and in Western Oakland. So those are going to be the the real battleground seats. It's uh, pretty much what the media has has said about yeah. what's going to happen nationally. Right. Uh, the, it's the suburban voters in the the outer ring suburbs of, of America that are going to be deciding this election. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Kurt Heisey. He's the Plymouth Township Supervisor and a former Republican state lawmaker. Uh, he is here for Opposite Monday when we try to invite somebody onto the show who sees things a little differently than I do, probably sits across the political spectrum from me. We are talking uh, about state politics and uh, this new uh, dynamic where we're seeing Republicans and independents who are saying they can't vote for Bill Schuette and are instead endorsing Gretchen Whitmer for governor. Uh, we've talked a little about uh, what may be coming in November in terms of the trends. Are Democrats really surging the way the polls say they are, or are Republicans just kind of uh, just getting started, just getting warmed up and uh, may make a surge of their own? If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. What do you think of people like Richard McClellan and Joe Schwartz endorsing Gretchen Whitmer for governor? Both of them worked for Republican governors here in the state. Do you think uh, we will see more of this? Will we see Rick Snyder, who has so far refused to endorse Bill Schuette for governor? Is it possible that he could come out and say he won't vote for the Republican who would like to su- succeed him? Again, uh, what do you think of all of that? Um, and do you think that this will carry forth into uh, the rest of the campaign and onto Election Day? Again, the number is 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. You can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will work you into the conversation. Let's go to Tom in northwest Detroit. Tom, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, good morning to you both. Uh-huh. You know what, Steve, the way I look at it in terms of the two Republican guys that, uh, uh, that was, did the interview, mm-hmm. I think it says a lot about their character in terms of uh, not supporting uh, Attorney General Bill Schuette, who has, with open arms, embraced number 45. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think it says a lot about Schuette's character or lack of character by him. You know, when you look at how nasty Donald Trump has been throughout this whole ordeal against, you know, women, against the uh, Arab community, and just the whole nine yards. I think about the only person that Trump has not insulted, and I might be wrong, is himself. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, he, uh, he, he's just, to me, he's like evil incarnate. Yeah. I mean, you don't, to me, you know, you don't, you, you don't endorse or, or support evil. Yeah, Tom, thanks very much for the call. Uh, in the comments, uh, Kurt, uh, you're a member of the Republican Party, and I've asked uh, every 
person who is a member of the Republican Party who comes in here since 2016. Well, what do you make of Donald Trump and the things, not only the things that he's doing, but the things that he's saying and the way he's treating people? Uh, is this is this what you expect from the president of the United States? Well, I uh, I was not a, uh, a Trump uh, supporter back in the primaries. Mm-hmm. I was with Marco Rubio. I've mm-hmm. made no uh, no mistake about that. Uh, but I did vote for the president. I am a, I'm a good Republican. I support the party and I support their candidates. Uh, that being said, uh, look, President Trump is by far the, uh, whether you like him or not, is certainly the most uh, unusual uh, president of our generation. I don't think anybody will ever match him. You, if you go back in history, I think uh, and, uh, Andrew Jackson, maybe Teddy Roosevelt are, are two presidents who would have matched his uh, his style and his demeanor. Hmm. Um, you know, I don't agree with his... his those are interesting comparisons. Think about I'm that. I'm not sure I've heard someone make both of those comparisons before. Well, and you know, Trump is a huge fan of Andrew Jackson, yes, too. Yes, he is, and, which uh, I have real problems with as yeah, well. well I'm not yeah. a great president, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's opposite day, so that's okay. Um, and then and then Teddy Roosevelt, too. I think there's a lot of similarities in how uh, they, they their style, their their, sure. their attitude, the brashness, their swagger, right? whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, I am uh, I don't advise him in terms of what, what he puts on Twitter or what he says in public, but... Uh, that's going to he's going to do what he's going to do. And my thing is I'm looking right now at at uh, the economy which is doing terrific. Uh, black unemployment is at an all-time low, Hispanic unemployment. The stock market just uh, keeps hitting new highs every other day. Uh, so the economy is doing well. I think we're respected around the world. I think uh, we're very close to a, a, a peace deal with uh, with the North and South Korea. There's a lot of good things that are happening in the country. And uh, whether he's responsible for all of it, I don't know. Maybe it's also the Congress, too. But um, there's uh, there, it's it's sort of the, the, the best of times and the worst of times when it comes to the uh, what's happening in the real world and, and what we keep seeing from... Uh, uh, from Mr. Trump and yeah. his uh, his tweets and stuff. So, so I mean, I, I could quibble with a number of the things you're sure. off there that uh, you're giving him credit for, especially the unemployment numbers, which have been going down for nine years now. Uh, and it's great that they're still going down. But, you know, I mean, that started uh, under under the previous administration. But but I guess my bigger question is this. Let's 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 say those are all. Uh, let's let's stipulate to all of those things that you talked about the good things that you feel like are coming out of this administration. As a Republican, do you feel an obligation to address the really awful things that he has said about African Americans, about Latinos, about Muslims, uh, people who want to come to this country? Do, do you do you feel as though uh, there's a burden on you and other Republicans to stand up and say? Hang on, this is not okay. And no matter what I'm getting out of this administration that I like, I am not okay with the president of the United States or anybody treating other people this way. You know, I'm not a uh, I'm not a paid uh, staffer for the for the Republican Party. <laughs> I'm I'm not Ron uh, Romney McDaniel. Uh, he he is what he is, and nothing that I say or do is going to change that. And and uh, but. Uh, Changing the party, I guess, is is the question. Is he changing the party by doing the things that he's doing? And then do you have an obligation to stand up and say, no, uh, this is not the Republican Party I know. This is not the Republican Party I feel 
comfortable being a part of, and I want us to go in another direction. Well, again, uh, we as Republicans, I, I know everybody says that they have a big tent, and I, I do think that the Republicans do. We had uh, a huge number of people running for president two years ago mm-hmm. in the primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco Rubio was my guy. Um, in the At the state level, uh, I, certainly uh, Trump has dominated the the inner workings of the Republican Party in Michigan, and it is a... Uh, it's far more conservative than it was. Um, even when I started uh, in the legislature in 2010, I think we are more. It, the party is far more conservative than it was just a few years ago, and that's and that's because of Trump. Um, we're not going to agree on everything, but uh, you know we do understand that if you are going to be uh, active in the party, if you if you want the party to help you in the future, then then you have to help them out too. Yeah. and that's 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 what political that's how political parties operate. So so is there a line that you can see being crossed that would make you question whether you still wanted to be uh, part of the Republican Party? In other words, is there something the president could do or say? Uh, that would say to you, look, I, I, I can't be loyal to this kind of uh, speech or, or action. Well, I'm, that's, that's a, obviously it's a hypothetical. It hasn't happened yet, I guess. Uh, I go back to what we did here in Michigan and working with uh, Governor Snyder and Brian Kelly and uh, our, my colleagues in the State House and Senate. You know, we turned Michigan around. We went from 15% unemployment to 4% today. Uh, we balanced the budget. We were finally putting money aside for uh, in our rainy day fund, um, and and Michigan's economy is just far more uh, robust and diverse than it was just uh, just eight years ago. That to me is is the Republican Party that I'm proud of because it's about it is about the economy and it's about creating jobs and it's about putting places like Michigan back on track. Again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Let's go to Charlie in Royal Oak. Charlie, welcome to Detroit today. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, no offense meant to your guest, but if if the Republicans really think that our reputation has been enhanced by this president around the world, mm-hmm. they've got their heads in the sand. They're bent over and. A, and guess what's going to happen? <laughs> okay, Charlie, that's a that's a very vivid image. Uh, I appreciate uh, the call and the sentiments there. I mean, there is this. You know, I mean, we could sit here, you and I, I think, and argue for hours about whether things are better or worse, uh, and that is about politics. But this idea of our standing in the world, I mean, I think is a little more objective measure. Uh, if, you, if you think about the, the massive protests that uh, this president sees almost any country that he goes to, including places like Britain, where uh, American presidents typically are quite popular, uh, it is hard to believe that, that we're somehow more respected. This idea of, of North and South Korea being closer uh, to some sort of deal, I think it's also pretty fictional when you think of what the North Koreans themselves are actually saying as opposed to what the president and his advisors are saying. 
Well, first of all, organizing protesters in in uh, England for a uh, a conservative president is probably not a, a an easy. Uh, it's probably not a tough task. Okay, I would I would. But George W. I, Bush didn't face that. Well, because he was playing ball with them on on a lot of stuff internationally, and uh, you know Tony Blair was working with him on the Iraq War as well. Yeah. But let's look at Trump's visit to uh, Israel. I mean, he is uh, he's considered a hero over there for moving the embassy. Uh, to Jerusalem, uh, I, I remember last year watching his uh, appearance in in uh, Saudi Arabia with the uh, leaders of the Middle East, talking about uh, a unified front against uh, ISIS and terrorism, uh, defeating ISIS in the Middle East, uh, and and the Korean situation is, I think, far from fictional at this point. Uh, we we are seeing things that I I never imagined that we would see, where you have. North and South Korea uh, working together, shaking hands, uh, moving towards peace, uh, moving towards reconciliation, which is very important in the Korean Peninsula, and uh, and I do believe all the indications are there that uh, uh, that the nuclear threat is being uh, is being deterred as well in North Korea, and that's a good thing. And and you know I I think that um, frankly, if if President Obama did those things, I'd be I'd be singing his praises as well. Okay, Kurt Heise, Plymouth Township Supervisor, former Republican state lawmaker. It was great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Okay, thanks. All right, that's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a public service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.